As I mentioned, we are in an Advent series, an Advent season leading up to Christmas, and Charles got a great message for us, so welcome with me, Charles Park. Doing good? Holiday season, treating you well? Enjoying this season? Anybody, uh, it's just, we just had Thanksgiving weekend, anybody go home for the Thanksgiving? Anybody? No one? Oh yeah, some of us. Yeah, family times. Many of us uh, in New York uh, oftentimes go home for the holidays or hang out with family or Christmas time. You guys going to hang out with families? Any of you? Yeah? So a lot of us, family times. Now we look forward to family times. We enjoy family times, Thanksgiving, stuff like that. It's good, but sometimes that can be tricky. Have you found that to be true? Family times can be tricky? Yeah. I'm not alone. I mean, especially this year. Hey, guys, you know, if you look at the election map, it's like New York is like blue. Like there's like a thin blue all around, and there's like this vast sea of red inside. And, you know, some of us, you know, we are blue, but our family members are red. And others of us, we are red, and our family members are blue, and... That can make for a very tricky family gathering, don't you think? Because it's on everybody's mind, but, you know, it can just, like, be very combustible, right? Now, even, even apart from politics, I mean, family times, there can be some old tensions, right? The things that we bury, the proverbial elephant in the room, we just try to avoid it, we ignore it. And so, but there's some tension, and it's just kind of hard to deal with and know what to do with it. Agreed? We have actually a very funny video about this phenomenon. So let's, let's give it a go. Let's show it. Family time. All right, guys. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy I am so thankful to have you all here today. I am thankful that I only burned the turkey a little bit. I'm sorry, <laughs> gang. You know, I am thankful that our governor is not going to let those refugees in here. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I heard the refugees are all ISIS in disguise. Oh, yeah, that's true. I actually saw an ISIS in the A&P today when I was picking up the yams. No, you didn't, Aunt Kathy. That was an Asian woman. <laughs> you know what? I have a question for you. Why is it that your friends keep antagonizing the police? Why would you ask my boyfriend that? I'm just trying to get to know Jamal. That's very sensational. And she's a guest here. Excuse me. She's a guest here. Hello. It's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to me to go over everything. They say the time's supposed to heal you, but I ain't done much. Oh, your grandparents are here. How was the flight? Oh, it was good. Good. I saw two transgenders at the airport. 
They still look kind of pretty. Very interesting trend, this. Oh, my God. Transgender is not a trend, Mr. Paul. And there weren't any around when I was younger. Yeah, they were there, but they couldn't say anything, so they lived sad lives and died. No, talking about... I that says there's one thing that unites us all yeah can we show that that's pretty important for the sermon actually <laughs> well anyway okay forget it so it, it ends with yes everybody has all these disputes but there's one thing that unites us all Adele so <laughs> funny right I mean it's a funny video did you enjoy it it's pretty funny because it's kind of true. It's sad. And that's what makes it funny, isn't it? That it, there's, there's all these disputes and buried tension. And, 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 and really, one response to that is turn up the volume on Adele music. You know, just, hey, let's have a good time. Let's listen to Adele, pop music, with family. You know, let's... Um, Ignore the elephant in the room. Better than fights breaking out, right? But that's not really true peace, is it? Just ignoring things doesn't solve or make it all go away. Uh, That's not true peace. And as Christians, we're called to true peace, shalom. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. And what he's talking about here, peace, shalom, that's not ignoring the tension. Shalom, it's, it's having clean relationship without buried tensions, without static, without everyone knowing that we have a problem with each other, but we are going to coexist. Shalom is actually having clean and right and good 
everything's out in the open kind of relationship, that feels good. Right? That feels good, doesn't it? I mean, wouldn't you like to have that kind of quality in all your relationships? Very hard to do, right? Anyone feel like all your relationships I have shalom? I mean, I think none of us do, right? I mean, we feel like, wow, that's like an impossible ideal, almost. But it's something that we all want, and we would enjoy, we would like, we would like to move to. So I'm going to propose today that this shalom, true peace, is not easy to get to. It's not really possible with old covenant mindset. Now, it's the new covenant that really opened a path to shalom, to true peace. We are in this sermon series called, because we are in the Advent, we're talking about new covenant in Advent, new covenant mindset, new covenant reality. The Advent means coming of Jesus. In that season, a few weeks, four weeks period before Christmas. And uh, because Jesus came to establish new covenant, we are in this series looking at how the new covenant changed all these various things in life, in this world. So we are looking at how new covenant versus old covenant makes a difference in how we look at different everyday things. Like gratitude, we talked about that last week. Thanksgiving, gratitude, how in the new, how gratitude works in the old covenant, and how gratitude works in the new covenant. And we talked about how being grateful at all times, even when bad things happen, that's not really possible in old covenant mentality. It's the new covenant mentality that makes it possible. And today we're going to talk about peace, shalom. True peace, how new covenant mentality approaches peace and how that makes a difference versus the old covenant. Because it's not easy to get peace with the old covenant mindset because it draws lines. I've shown this picture before, but this is sort of a, a, a visual representation of the old covenant. Old covenant in a nutshell is you learn and obey God's laws. That circle, that line, it represents God's laws. And so if you learn and obey the right laws, you are in the circle. You are righteous, and God will bless you. And if you don't obey, if you don't know the right laws, then you're outside the circle. Too bad for you, right? And so the focus is on who's right. You know, do we, do we have a right understanding of that circle? And are we being challenged to do the right things? Being right and doing right is the focus in Old Covenant mindset. Would you agree? Yes. This is how it worked. So with that mindset, when you find yourself in dispute with someone, when you don't have peace, what is the focus? The focus becomes who's right and who's wrong. You start arguing, laying out reasons why you are right and your opponent is wrong. Who's in the circle, who's not in the circle. Right? Who, who is on the side of justice? Who has the moral high ground? Who is in the right? 
That becomes the focus. And that kind of moral clarity can bring a lot of good. No, you can. You know, fighting for justice, civil rights movement, you know, or resistance to apartheid. That kind of moral clarity, drawing the line and saying, this is what's right and that is wrong. That brings a lot of good to this world. But I'm going to suggest also that that kind of mentality can have Toxic long-term fruit because it divides. For example, Malcolm X, he fought for justice. He had moral clarity. He looked around and saw how his people were oppressed for hundreds of years in America. Slavery, segregation, there were systemic oppression against his people. So, he had moral clarity. And he felt that the white people, they were oppressing his people. They were outside the line. And his people were in the circle, being oppressed. And so he drew a line, and he called all white people devils. The white devils. Because even if you were not actively oppressing, you were complying with it, you were implicitly benefiting from it, and you were just part of this group that were part of the oppressive system. Right? He drew the line. Collectively, as a group. And that was fueled by hate and led to more hate led to more enmity. In contrast, Martin Luther, Jr. King, Martin Luther King Jr., he said, "Love, uh, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Very powerful, right? There is a contrast here, you see, between the two approaches, between Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. MLK Jr., had a different approach than Malcolm X, who was full of righteous fury. He had this old covenant mindset where he drew the line and he felt that his people were righteous and all the white people were devils. And he had that moral clarity. He saw the world through this bounded set mentality. And this is very common in history. This is very deeply ingrained in human Thinking. This is how we tend to think. You look at history, it just history is full of examples of this kind of thinking. Communists, revolution. They looked around and saw how the workers were being oppressed and exploited in the uh, 1800s. I mean, it was unbelievable what was going on. People, you know, just being ground into the dust, working all day and getting a pittance. This capitalist system. And so all the capitalists were evil. Because they were all benefiting from this oppressive system. There was a line drawn. The workers were the righteous people. Oppressed workers, comrades, brothers. Rise up against the oppressors. 
And there was this line drawn. Or the French Revolution. The aristocrats. They are the evil people outside the line. And the peasants, the workers, the farmers, we must rise up. There was this moral clarity in and out. And they all had a point, don't you think? They all saw something true and they all fought for justice and there was something good in that. There's truth to do good, but it also brought enormous amount of trouble. Bloodshed. Half the world burned because of communist revolutions. It was just horrible things happened because of that dividing clarity. This is very instinctive. This is why it happens all the time again and again. This is human instinct. Even within Christianity today, we see this mindset at work. When we are known more for what we are against than what we are for. When people hear Christian, the first word that comes to people's mind is judgmental. Drawing lines. That shows the Christian faith has been co-opted into old covenant mindset. Drawing lines. Who's righteous? Who's right? And who's wrong? And this is where the new covenant calls us to a radically different mindset. This is where the old covenant and new covenant differs sharply. And this is where path to true peace opens up. For our faith calls us to, instead of drawing lines, to love our enemies. Jesus said, You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that, but you are to be perfect. Even as your Father in heaven is perfect. He opens this section by mentioning the law. The law. The law here does not refer to what we think of as the law. This is not about legal law. This is about laws in the Bible. This is about old covenant laws. And what it teaches is, you have heard the law that says, love your neighbor. The neighbor who stands next to you in that circle. And if we can get that picture again. The brother, the comrade, your tribe. The right people. It could be Jews at that time. Or it can be Christians. Or it could be oppressed workers. Or it could be French citizens. Or it could be secular New Yorkers, if that's your tribe. Or it could be true conservative American patriot, if that's your tribe. Whatever that is, you're in that circle. That's your neighbor, that's your brother, you're good with them. And you love them. You stand with them. And that's fine. 
But he says that kind of mentality also teaches and leads to hating your enemy. People outside the circle. The bad people. It divides. The law, old covenant mindset divides between neighbors and enemies. You know, between oppressed black people and oppressing white people. Or capitalists who oppress and the workers who are righteous or peasants who are working the land and they are the good people and the rich people who are just evil. Or Trump supporters or Hillary supporters. And this is what makes family times difficult. (laughs) You know? These kinds of lines. Jesus is pointing out here how the old covenant mindset always draws lines between neighbors and enemies and how the new covenant calls for a radically different mindset which says love your enemy don't draw line and he says that's what makes us true children of your father in heaven do you recall this phrase this came up just a few verses earlier in the same sermon when he said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they are children of God. It comes up again here, doesn't it? True children of God. The two are connected. Do you see the connection here between peacemakers and not drawing lines? In a way, this section is an exposition on that earlier statement that peacemakers are children of God. Jesus is giving color to that statement now. How does that work? What is peacemaking in New Covenant that is different from how the law teaches us? Peacemaking is only possible if you don't draw lines. And that makes us children of God because that is what God is like. God doesn't draw lines. Everyone is welcome to God's love. He delights in all of us. He doesn't differentiate between the deserving good people and others. He says he gives sunlight to both the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. Talked about this last week. Now the cross ushers in a new reality where it's not about what you deserve. Good things can happen to bad people. Bad things can happen to good people. It's not about what you deserve. It's not about our merit because of the cross. Because of the cross, because of Jesus, God has vowed to do good to every single one of you all the time. And so God is only good news and always good news. And that's what makes gratitude possible at all times. We can be grateful that God is our friend at all times. And that is the good news. So we don't obsess about who's in the circle, who's out of the circle, who's good people, who's not. If we just turn to God, God will help us. And we have a picture for that as well. We call this Senesepip picture. You know, we are where we are. We could be close to God. We could be far from God. If we would just turn to God, 
God will come and help us and be our friend. Even if it involves repentance, God will do it with kindness as a friend. Which means, if we want to be children of God, if you want to be peacemakers, then we have to do the same. We don't draw lines. We are a friend to everyone at all times. That's how we think. We don't differentiate and just be friends to those who stand with us. He says, even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? He is saying this is what differentiates you. That you don't draw lines. What differentiates you is not that you draw lines and you think of yourself as righteous and you are good, you are in the right. That's what makes you the same as anyone else out there. Even if you use God's laws, you are the same as the seculars or unbelieving people, ungodly people. Everybody does that. What makes you different, what will make you shine as stars in the heavens is that you don't draw lines like that. That's new covenant faith. Now, many of you are like stony-faced. I don't know what that is. Is this convicting or are you disagreeing or you're going, oh, that sounds hard. I don't know. I hope it's convicting because we all do that. We all love to get on our moral high horse and start arguing and dividing and it will kill you. You will not be blessed this way. You will not ever have peace. So we need to hear this. We need to repent. We need to turn and be different. Now, this doesn't mean we don't see any problems with someone or some position. We fight for justice. We fight for what is right. But you don't use broad strokes to categorize people into dividing lines. You try to be a friend to everyone. We follow the way of love even as we fight for justice. Martin Luther King Jr., he was good news to everyone. Even to white people. He was good news. He was a friend. That's why the white people in power made Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. (laughs) You see that? Because justice benefits everyone. If there is room for people to get on your bandwagon. He made room for everyone. He he was open-hearted in that way. He wasn't fighting against, he was fighting for. And that kind of vision allowed people to get on board. And in the same way, we can become a friend to everyone if they would have us as their friend. Even the people who oppose you You can be good news to them if you have a different mindset. If you're coming alongside and trying to ask what is your next best step. If you're able to see people as individual people and understand instead of like categorizing into groups like capitalists or white people, you know. That's what's going to bring peace. That's what will bring blessings.
Agreed? Amen? Are you in? I'm in. It makes me so excited. I don't know why you guys are not that excited. It makes me so excited. I feel like, wow, this is incredible. This kind of path forward that is so different from everyone else. But it makes sense. It gives life. It will change your life, even in your marriages, even with your relationship with your kids or co-workers. If you can stop arguing all the time, moralizing all the time, and drawing lines all the time, but is able to see where they are coming from. Don't you see? Don't you think that will bring a lot better, a lot better results, a lot more effective? So let me give you some practical suggestions. Don't argue to change people's minds, right? Arguing to change people's minds, does that ever work? You know, I go on Facebook and I see all these arguments, especially around the election, right? Everybody's so, like, you know, I don't know what it is. There's a very high frequency right now. (laughs) A lot of arguments. But I've never seen anyone post, oh my gosh, I have been blind. This argument, you lay out such compelling reasons. I have seen the light. You know, I've been a Trump supporter, but I, I, you know, wow. These arguments are so good. I'm a Hillary supporter, but now I'm going to support Trump. Have you ever seen anyone do that? That never works. Nobody's going to jump boxes because of arguments. I mean, let's up steam. And so, you know, fine, if you like doing that, let off your steam. But don't think you're going to change anyone's minds. It's not going to happen. Instead, leave with a vision. Fight for something rather than arguing against something. When Martin Luther King Jr. gave that incredible vision in Washington, D.C., when he said, I have a dream. Anybody remember that or saw that? You know? Some of us may have. Or at least on, you know, clips of it. I have a dream that we will not be judged by the color of our skins. Now, he had a dream, a vision of white children and black children and brown children all coming together. That's a vision that gives room to everyone. It unifies us. He's being a friend. You see the difference between calling people white devils versus I see a vision. White children and black children holding hands. See, they're both fighting for justice, for what is right. But one doesn't draw lines. One is trying to be a friend even to those who persecute you. Because that's what even white kids need. That's being a blessing to everyone. Not all will take it, but you are being a friend to everyone just like God is willing to be a friend to everyone. This is what makes us children of God. Ah. It's so exciting, yeah? This is such a different vision. I love our church. You look around, you're so diverse. Churches are just so homogeneous. It's so sad. The churches like to draw lines. 
you know. But we have this vision of Jesus unifying us. Not Adele. <laughs> Adele is not the unifying factor here. The living Jesus who is alive and speaks to you and he commands you in a different way from others. So we don't draw lines, unif- you know, these broad strokes. That's my second suggestion. Don't, don't moralize with broad strokes. Because we, I talked about this. I'm going to just quote this 19th century Lutheran theologian, just a couple sentences. God's commanding has a special character for each individual. It is always contemporary, always new. God commands me and each person in a particular way, in a different way than he commands others. Isn't that powerful? He's saying God is alive and he speaks to you differently than he speaks to you because you're two different people. Because you, come from, you have two different experiences and history and personal context. And so God speaks in a different way that from you, from you. And so, so don't think because you see the Bible or from God, you, you, you have this law or, or thing and you think, oh, this is the truth. You start applying that to everyone. You start drawing lines. You start categorizing. What is needed is to, to have this mindset that has been transformed by the new covenant. Able to see each person in their individual context And be able to say, no, I come alongside you. Because God does that. Right? I mean, this is 19th century Lutheran theology. So that's stuffy, right? (laughs) So I'm not speaking anything new in this. This is what the new covenant is. And it calls us. It challenges us. You know, it's lazy to use broad strokes. It's just our mind is too... I mean, we need to put in the work to understand and see each person in their context. That's my final suggestion. Spend more time listening and seeing and understanding where each person is because if you're going to come alongside each person, you have to understand where they're coming from. That takes work. Our mind is lazy and we rather just draw lines. But we need to see each person in their particular context and be everyone's friend. If you listened more and saw more, understood more, and came alongside more, you will become very popular. Don't you think? You'll have many friends. You will be a peacemaker who is a child of God. So let's be Good news, always, and only good news, always, to everyone. Challenging? Right? Can you think of someone right now that you think, "Ah, I can't be a friend to that guy? Yeah? I bet we all have. (laughs) This is how we grow. Ask God to give you ways to be a friend everyone. You might have to challenge them, but you can still be a friend like Martin Luther King Jr. did. That is a beautiful picture. Yes? New Covenant Christians, let's do this together. Amen? God, thank you that you don't ask me, each of us, whether we deserve your love 
God, we thank you that you do not interrogate us. That you don't ask, do you deserve? Are you a good person? But you have established a new covenant, established by the blood of Jesus. By his merit, we stand before you. And we are loved and delighted in. No matter what, you are a friend to us all. We pray now that you would make that a reality in our lives. We would, you would come by your spirit and show us how you are a friend to us, to each and every one of us sitting here. I pray that all of us would experience the grace of God's friendship and know the grace of your love moving us to our next best step towards love and joy and goodness and life and help us turn around and do the same to everyone in our lives. And we will be peacemakers, true children of our Father in heaven. Amen.